What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your class programming for the week of June 20th through June 25th. So let's just jump right in. Monday, first workout of the week. This is June 20th. You're going to be rotating through the following movements for 14 minutes. So within a 14-minute window, you're going to rotate through 12 kettlebell hold side lunges to a chest press. 14 ring push-ups with a 1-1-X2 tempo, and then either a 200-meter run or a 250-meter row. Once you finish up that run or row, you're going to go right back to the top with the lunges to a chest press. Throughout the 14 minutes, you want to ideally try to accumulate somewhere within four to six total rounds with that kettlebell side lunge to a chest press. This is a newer movement that none of you or probably a lot of you haven't done before, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it a little bit more. So with that, you're going to be holding a kettlebell right up at the chest, but it's not going to be in your regular goblet hold where we hold it by the bell and kind of let it sit into the palms. With this, both hands are going to be on the handle, and then the bell is going to be toward the bottom, so you're actually gripping the kettlebell. You're going to step out into a side lunge. So for example, say I'm doing a side lunge on my left leg, so I'm going to step out with my left leg. That right leg stays straight the entire time. I'm going to sit my hips back into that lunge. And then when I'm in that position, I'm going to hold there. And then with the kettlebell, I'm going to press it straight out in front of me into like a chest press. I'm going to hold one to two seconds with those arms fully extended, elbows locked out, squeezing my pecs, so creating a lot of tension there. Bring that kettlebell back in, and then I'm going to push off that left foot and then stand up from that side lunge, bring the feet together. There are 12 reps total of this. You're gonna do all six on one leg and then all six on the other leg. So you're gonna end up doing six lunges on each leg, but you're doing a total of 12 chest presses every time with the kettlebell. The kettlebell is gonna kind of change how that weight is loaded and it's gonna increase that stability factor just a little bit more because the kettlebell isn't totally um, equal as far as weight. So the weight is obviously a little bit more loaded on the bottom and not so much on the top. So it is going to kick in that core just a little bit more and force you to engage that versus if you were holding a dumbbell and the weight is pretty um, equal on both sides. Um, with the ring push-ups, it is just a two second pause at the top. So control that all the way down. So the elbows are about 90 or slightly less than that. So if you can get the rings to touch the biceps or come a little bit above the bicep, that would be the goal. And then when you press up, you're going to lock out the elbows fully and then try and turn the rings or the palms away from you. And that's just gonna help fire up those pecs just a little bit more. So a lot of pec work with those first two movements, a lot of work with the chest. Um, with the run or the row, that's gonna kind of be a little bit of your break with the upper body. If you are able to run, I would definitely recommend running just so we kind of get that practice with that. And especially because the weather is nice, we wanna kind of take advantage of that. If we cannot run, then we're going to ideally jump on a rower. If all the rowers are taken, then we can grab a bike. But I would say probably try and row if you can. And then the focus on that would be to get a big push with the legs and try and rely on the legs a lot more to create that pull back versus just pulling with the arms. When we finish up this workout, we're going to go into week two of our Z press and ring row progression. So same thing as last week, it's going to be three sets of 15 unbroken dumbbell Z presses. Once you finish that up, you are not going to rest. You're going to go right into 15 unbroken ring rows. So every time with the ring rows, the rings do have to touch the chest and the arms have to be fully extended at the bottom. And then you're going to rest 45 seconds between your sets. I was going to say minutes, 45 seconds in between your sets. Um, with the Z press, uh, if you know if you did this last week and you know what weight you used, I would just use the same weight for this. If you did not do this last week and you don't know what weight to use, you didn't test it out at Warrior Day, 
Um, I would choose from either 10, 15, or 20 pounds, something that will get challenging toward the end, but you're still able to get full lockout of the dumbbells or, or for a lot, full lockout of the elbows up overhead, and that position really isn't breaking down. And then I would do these at an angle for the, for the, for the ring rows. I would do them at an angle that, again, it gets challenging maybe on the last five reps, but you're not breaking down in position or control of the movement. All right, moving on to Tuesday. This is June 21st. So we have a little bit of a kind of explosive power-based workout today. So five rounds for individual times. You're going to be going into 10 unbroken barbell cleans. These can be muscle cleans or power cleans, totally up to you. And then 10 high box jumps. Once we finish up those box jumps, you're going to take a look at the clock. You're going to rest one minute and then you're going to do it again. So the goal is that there is a fast turnover between the movements. Once you finish up the cleans, you're trying to go right into those box jumps and you're trying to be explosive with the hips, especially on the box jumps and the cleans and with the shoulders, getting a little bit more of that shrug on the clean as well. So with this one, um, it is not like a, it's not a true sprint. I don't want you guys to try and go like max effort, blow your brains out on this first round because you only get one minute to rest. When you're thinking of a true sprint, the longer you have to rest, the faster you want to be going. If you have a little bit less time to rest, then you don't necessarily want to blow your brains out on that because you're not going to be able to recover. Um, with the high box jumps, I would say if you typically jump to, for example, a 20-inch box, see if you can either put plates on it and increase it by one or two inches, or if you're able to just flip it over and go right into a 24-inch box, and that's what I would try and do. These should be unbroken, meaning that, or unbroken and continuous, meaning that you can jump, step right down, and try and get set up to go right into that next rep. You're not jumping, stepping down, walking away, shaking out the legs, staring at the box, wondering if you're going to be able to make it or not. Um, that's not the point of it. You do want it to be fast on this. We just want it to be a little bit higher so it forces you to explode a little bit more into that box jump. With the cleans, I would say light to moderate weight. You don't want the weight to necessarily be holding you back and you want to be able to focus on that muscle contraction of the glutes, the hips, the shoulders, getting that shrug every single time. There is a 12-minute time cap on this. You're going to have that 12-minute window to complete all five rounds and if you don't finish within the um, the 12-minute window, I would say try and be on that last round, but it is going to cap you there. When you finish that up, we're going to go into week two of our barbell hold progression. So same thing as last week on a three-minute running clock, we're just going to do a max effort barbell hold. So I would say try and keep it at a single attempt and try and just hold a little bit longer than you did last week. So if you did this last week, use the same weight. And if you know you held that barbell for like a minute 33, see if you can go a little bit longer this time. And it is a little bit of a less grippy workout. Last week we did it after doing a bunch of heavy deadlifts. So that definitely kind of brought down how long you could really hold that barbell. So it should feel a little bit better this time. Um, and if you did not do this last week, the weights that we kind of had everyone choose from on Warrior Day, 65 pounds, 95 pounds, 135 and 185. If you use something on, if you use 65 or 95 pounds on Warrior Day, drop 10 pounds off of that weight. So you'll be doing it at either 55 pounds or 85 pounds. And if you did this at 135 or 185 at Warrior Day, you're going to drop 20 pounds off. So you'll either do it with 115 or 165. If you did not do it at Warrior Day and you did not do it last week, then I would pick a weight and just see how long you can hold and kind of use that as your initial test. 
All right, moving on to Wednesday, we have our endurance-based workout for the week. So it is gonna be an every minute on the minute for 24 minutes, so a total of six sets. You're gonna be rotating through four different movements, a different movement every minute. So minute one, you're gonna do 10 to 15 slam ball squat throws. You are going to be squatting to a target every single time. So you're gonna squat down with the slam ball, and then when you come up, you're gonna explode up, toss the slam ball into the air, catch it, and then go back down into that squat. And you're gonna do that 10 to 15 times. When you finish that up, whatever is left of the minute, you get to rest. So ideally, you should be completing that within about 30 to 40 seconds. If you're completing it in under 30 seconds, then I would recommend increasing those reps just a little bit. And then minute two, you are going to do 15 to 30 jumping pull-ups. So I would definitely elevate the feet on a box or something like that. So then we, when you do start your jumping pull-up, the arms are extended, the legs are bent. 15 to 30 reps of those should be able to complete that within, again, 30 to 40 seconds. Whatever time is left, you get to rest. Minute three, 10 to 20 kettlebell figure eight uppercuts. Again, 30 to 40 seconds. Whatever time is left, you get to rest. And then minute four, 16 to 20 alternating tuck-ups. So I'm going to go into these movements a little bit more in detail. So all of these movements should be completed within the 30 to 40 second window. You don't want to be blowing your brains out on that first round and then all of a sudden the the rounds are taking longer and longer and longer and then you're spilling into 45 seconds 50 seconds 55 you want it to be continuous so if you finish that first set of squat throws at 35 seconds the goal would be to be around 35 seconds every time when you finish that up so i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the the movements a little bit more in detail so slam ball squat throws i kind of started to talk about this a little bit but you are going to be squatting down to a target and this is going to ensure that you are getting full range of motion every single time especially with a movement like this where you're moving fast we kind of tend to miss depth and we just go into almost a push press and that's not the movement that we're doing we do want to get that full squat and everyone's depth is going to look a little bit different due to how their body is just made up if they have any previous injuries anything like that so don't go comparing what your squat depth is to someone else's squat depth will kind of help you guys figure it out and figure out what is appropriate for you but again you're just touching down just so your butt kind of just just taps the med ball or box or whatever you're squatting to again exploding up getting a big glute squeeze locking the legs out at the top tossing that slam ball straight up in the air you're going to catch it and then you're going to control yourself back down into that next rep so again 10 to 15 reps this should be again taking around 30 to 40 seconds if 15 reps is taking you like just below 30 seconds, I would increase that up to 18 or 20. This is one where everyone is kind of be gonna kind of be a little bit varied on how they're able to cycle it. Some people might be a little bit faster, some might be a little bit slower based on how comfortable they feel going into the movement um, and catching that slam ball from the air. With those jumping pull-ups, 15 to 30 reps. So like I said, you do want to elevate the feet on either a plate if you're tall or a box if you're a little bit shorter. So when you start that, the arms are fully extended and the legs are bent. And this is just going to help keep you in a better position. So you do want to basically be coming doing that that pull up getting the chin all the way over controlling that back down and then being able to go right back up into that next rep we don't want to just plop down to the ground and feel like we're stopping and then all we're, we're just trying to like kind of flail our body up there and that's usually what happens if we don't have anything to kind of support the feet on or the legs are too extended at the bottom then we kind of just end up flailing our body on the way up so that's the purpose of of having the legs bent and the arms extended to begin with and kind of supporting the feet on something a little bit higher um, with the figure eight uppercuts. So we've done kind of variations of this in the revives. 
before, so this might seem a little bit familiar, but we've never done it in a workout. So we'll spend a little bit of time warming you guys up and making sure you feel pretty comfortable with this. But it's very similar to a kettlebell swing, kind of a single arm kettlebell swing. So basically what you will do is you're gonna go into a single arm swing down, meaning you're pushing the hips back, that kettlebell comes in between the legs. When it comes back, you're reaching back with the other arm, you're going to pass the kettlebell to the other arm, and then when you stand up, you're gonna lock the legs out, squeeze the glutes, you're gonna bring the bell of the kettlebell up toward the opposite shoulder, and you're gonna kind of catch it or stop it with the other hand. It might sound a little bit confusing right now because I'm not, you can't actually see me do it, but I promise it will make sense when we go over it in the beginning of class, and we'll give you guys some time to kind of get familiar with it and make sure that you feel good with the movement. Um, and then you're just gonna be alternating sides. If you go back with the right arm, toss to the left, do the uppercut with the left, then you're going to go down with the left arm for that next rep, toss to the right and do the uppercut with the right arm. So you'll be alternating every time and one arm is going to be one rep. So left arm is one, right arm is two, etc. all the way up to 10 to 20 reps of that. And then for those alternating tuck ups, you guys know that one. So extending all the way back. And then when you come in, you're bringing that knee in and then you're crunching up trying to reach the heel, the hands toward the heel. If this feels super easy for you guys, you can go into alternating V-ups, so keeping the legs straight and you're just reaching the opposite hand to the opposite foot, and that'll just give you guys a little bit more of a challenge with that. Once we finish that up, we're gonna go into some leg strength and accessories. So this is very similar to what we did last week. So three alternating sets, 15 each leg, Patrick step ups. And if you wanna add some weight with this one this time, you can hold a kettlebell or a dumbbell in the same arm as the working leg. So whatever leg is planted or foot is planted on the ground, that's the same side that you're gonna be holding the kettlebell or dumbbell on. So again, with this one, wanna focus on squeezing the glutes, pushing the hips forward, almost creating a straight line from the working leg all the way up the torso to the shoulder. So you are getting a slight lean back and that's just gonna help you just create a little bit more muscle activation in that VMO in the inside of the quad. And then once you finish that up, you're gonna go into 18 prone banded hamstring curls. So face down on the ground, the feet are gonna have a band around them. So the band's gonna be hooked onto the upright. You're gonna have that, be that band right around the feet or the ankles. And you're just going into a hamstring curl face down toward the ground. With this one, we kind of tend to have the hips rise if the hamstrings are a little bit weaker. So the goal would be to keep the glutes squeezed the entire time, push the hips down toward the ground, and then try and maintain that position the best you can. All right, moving on to Thursday. This is June 23rd. So we have our sprint workout for the weeks. This is more of a true sprint versus Tuesdays, which was just kind of a fast explosive workout. So this one is still explosive, but you're gonna hit more of that true, true sprint stimulus on this. So it's gonna be every four minutes for a total of 20 minutes. So it's gonna be five rounds. At the top of the four minutes, you're gonna go into a 150 meter sprint. So starting from the back of the building, and you're gonna sprint all the way around, cut across the parking lot into the bay door. So as fast as you can, should be taking around 25 to 40 seconds. Once you finish that up, you are gonna rest until the one minute mark. And then at the one minute mark, you are gonna do 10 unbroken barbell deadlifts and then six to 10 press up to plank burpees as fast as you can. So when I say as fast as you can, that means as fast as you can maintaining good position and full range of motion the entire time. So you shouldn't be half repping your deadlifts. You should still be locking it out fully at the top, squeezing the glutes, locking out the legs at the top. And then with those press up to plank burpees, still focusing on bringing the chest down first, pressing the body up into that bottom up push up or into that plank and then jumping the feet forward. So again, as fast as you can while still maintaining good position the entire time. 
Those deadlifts and the burpees should be taking you about a minute total, and then you should have about two minutes to rest until we repeat that. If you guys want a little bit more of a challenge on the burpees, say you're someone that's really springy, really fast with your burpees, you can go and progress that up to lateral burpees, hopping over your barbell. And again, the reps are gonna stay the same. It's just gonna create a little bit more challenge and a little bit more intensity um, if you are someone that is really good and really efficient with burpees. All right, when we finish that up, we're gonna go into week two of our yoga block plank hold progression. So same thing we did last week. Um, it is gonna be one round. You're gonna do a one and a half minute plank hold, one minute off, one minute plank hold, 30 seconds off, and then finishing with a one minute plank hold. Just to review with these plank holds, so you're gonna have a yoga block right behind the wrist or the forearm. And then when you start, so before you go into the actual plank, you're gonna start with the wrist or the forearm touching the yoga block. When that beep goes off, you're gonna push your body forward so the shoulders are now stacked over the fingers or even further in front of the fingers and the wrist or the forearm is no longer touching the yoga block. Once you come back or you start to lose position and the wrist or the forearm does touch the yoga block again, then that's when you have to kind of stop your set or that's when you're done. With this one, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna make you guys stop at a minute and a half and be like, oh, sorry, you're done. You can't, you can't continue. No, we're not going to do that. So if you do have the, the hand or the, the forearm or the wrist kind of come back and touch the yoga block before that working time frame is up, just try and push your body forward and try and correct your position. If you really can't do that, come off for a second, shake it out, and then just get right back into it. Um, just so you do accumulate that time the best you can. All right, moving on to Friday. This is June 24th. So we have more of a sustained workout today or the, the pacing is gonna be more sustained. So it's gonna be five minutes on, one and a half minutes off for a total of three rounds. We have eight each arm hand supported dumbbell plank rows at a one, 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 one tempo. I'll explain that a little bit more in a second. 12 weighted hanging knee raises at a one, two, one, one tempo and then 16 lateral ball slams. And then you're going to pick up where you left off each round. So with those hand supported dumbbell plank rows, we did something very similar to this probably a month and a half ish ago, um, but we did it in a quadruped position. This time we're not gonna be in a quadruped position. We're gonna be in a plank so the legs will be extended. Um, but you are going to support one hand, so the non-working hand on either a plate or a one of the parallettes or a box or something like that, just to kind of elevate yourself off of the ground. And you're going to be doing eight dumbbell rows with the other arm. So that one, 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 one tempo, there's no specific eccentric down or hold at the top or anything like that. It just means control the movement through the entire range of motion. So... You're gonna do just a one second controlled pull up, one second pause at the top, just making sure that that elbow does come back and that you're pinching the shoulder blades back and down. Control that all the way down to full extension and then just that quick one second pause at the bottom. So again, no true eccentric or long pause or anything like that. We're just saying control the movement the entire time. With those 12 weighted hanging knee raises, it is a two second pause at the top of the knee raise and then just control the other portions of the movement. So the weighted knee raise or the way that you can do the weight, so you can hold either a dumbbell in between the feet or a slam ball in between the feet or the knees. Um, and that's the way that you would add weight. If you're someone that 12 is really tough for you to control with that tempo, just don't do it with weight. You don't have to do it with weight. It's just written up there um, for anyone that does feel pretty good with the movement and wants to do it with weight. Um, or I think a, a, a couple weeks ago, I put in an optional add weight 
and only I don't I don't know how many people added weight but um if you were someone that that felt pretty good for you and you maybe could have added weight that day then this would be a good opportunity to add weight for the movement um and just see how it feels especially because you do get that one and a half minute rest in between the rounds all right when we finish that up we're going to go into week two of our strict pull-up and push-up progression so Every two minutes for eight minutes is just going to be a total of two sets, and you're going to alternate movements every two minutes. So intervals one and three, you're going to do a max unbroken set of push-ups. So this is basically until failure or until your body position breaks down. So a couple movement standards for the push-up is that the chest does have to touch the ground every time. You're keeping the elbows nice and tight to the body, getting full lockout at the top with the elbows, and getting a slight scap protraction or scap rounding at the top. So once you can no longer get that chest to the ground or you can't come up or the hips touch the ground that's another one the hips cannot touch the ground on this once any of those things happen then you're done that's your set of push-ups whatever time is left of that two minutes is going to be rest and recovery because then on minutes two and four or intervals two and four you're going to go into a max unbroken set of strict pull-ups so movement standards for that strict pull-up the elbows are fully locked out, feet off the ground to start. You're going to pull yourself all the way up so that chin comes over the bar. I want you guys to try and get that chin over over the bar without really cranking the neck a ton. So sometimes we, we are like kind of struggling to get the chin over and we start pulling the head back and we're really just like straining the neck. I don't want you guys to do that. I want you guys to try and do that as little as possible and just try and maintain a neutral head position the entire time. Get that chin all the way over so it's basically sitting on top of that bar and then control yourself back down to that full extension. Again, elbows extended at the bottom and the feet are still off of the ground. With the strict pull-up, we're not kicking our legs or anything like that to get up. It doesn't count. It's not strict, so don't do that. Um, so you're really maintaining just that really tight body position the entire time. Whenever I'm doing a pull-up, I like to kind of keep myself in a hollow body hold just because it does help me maintain a little bit more tension than if I'm just relaxed with other parts of my body. All right, moving on to Saturday, last day of the week. And we're going to be going into kind of a little bit of a strength, time under tension type of workout. So we were going to be alternating every two minutes for 12 minutes. It's going to be a total of six sets. So interval one, you are going to go into 12 dual dumbbell lateral box step overs. And this should be fairly heavy and fairly challenging. Um, if you're someone that does not want to go heavy on this, then we can increase those reps to 16 or 20. If you're someone that just doesn't feel comfortable holding heavier dumbbells or going to a higher box or anything like that, then I would definitely just stick with whatever weight you're more comfortable with and increase those reps to 16 or 20. Whatever time is left of the two minutes, you're going to go into a wall sit until the 130 mark. So complete those lateral box step overs. And then once you finish that up, put the dumbbells down and you're just going to hold in a wall sit until the 130 mark. If that wall sit feels pretty easy without weight, we can go ahead and hold a kettlebell in the goblet or place a plate on the hips for that. Um, and like I said, you're just holding there. So creating a lot of time under tension on the quad, we kind of pre-fatigue them and burn them out with the lateral box step overs. And then we're just adding a little bit more time under tension by going into that wall sit and holding there. You're going to have 30 seconds to rest. So again, you are just doing this until the 130 mark on the clock. You're going to have 30 seconds to rest. And then you're going to go into on the next two minute window, you're going to do eight each arm, single arm dumbbell snatches. You are not alternating arms. So it's eight on one, eight on the other. And then whatever time is left, you're going to go into a hollow body hold until the 130 mark. So you should be finishing the step overs and the snatches 
matches within about, I would say, 45-ish seconds. If you're burning through that and you're finishing it in like 20 seconds, you can either go heavier or we can um, increase those reps just a little bit if you're going like as heavy as you can and you're just burning through everything because you're really good at those movements. So so we can kind of modify it um, for you, but it should be taking around 45 seconds is what we're looking at. Um, again, dumbbell snatches, eight on one, eight on the other. And I would say moderate to somewhat challenging weight, not challenging to the point that you have to break up the movement, but challenging to the point that you really have to focus on the leg drive and the glute squeeze and the shoulder shrug to be able to get that weight to go up smoothly. So really focusing on just the muscle engagement part of that part of that. Um, with the hollow body hold, a couple different options for this. If we can't hold in that full hollow body with the arms extended overhead and the legs extended, we can bring the arms by the sides, we can extend the legs straight up, or we can go into a tuck hold, bringing the knees in with that. So those are kind of your options for, for that hold there. You should be feeling the core shaking a lot. With this, if the hollow body hold is really easy for you, say you're someone that has mastered that and you're really, really good at that, then we can progress that by going into hollow body rocks or going into flutter kicks in the hollow body position. And we'll go over all of that in class for you guys too. When we finish up that workout, we have week two of our goblet squat and kettlebell swing progression. So it's just two sets. You're gonna do one minute max rep kettlebell goblet squats at a two, two, X one tempo. No rest, you're gonna go right into a max unbroken set of Russian kettlebell swings. So again, Russian swings just about to eye level, rest two minutes or a little bit longer until full recovery, and then you're gonna do it again. If you are sticking to that 2-2-X1 tempo to a T on those goblet squats, you are gonna get 12 reps. So again, it's two seconds on the way down, two second pause at the bottom, explode up, one second pause at the, at the top. Um, now you may not be to the T perfect on that tempo. So I would say anywhere from 10 to 15 reps is a good goal to aim for as far as reps. If you're under 10 reps, you're probably going way too slow. If you are over 15 reps, you're going way too fast and you gotta slow down. And then, like I said, with those swings, just focusing on getting that kettlebell right around to eye level and focusing on that leg drive and locking out the legs the entire time. If you know what you used for Warrior Day, you're using the same weights. If you attended Warrior Day, but you don't know what you used, we can look it up for you. And then if you were not at Warrior Day and you did not do this last week, then I would try and choose from either 18, 26, 35, 44, or 53 pounds on the kettlebell. And if you need to grab something a little bit different because none of those, rate, those weights really suit you, then that's totally fine. Um, with those kettlebell goblet squats, another thing to note too is that we are going to be doing those to a target. So you are squatting down to a med ball or a box or something like that. If you attended Warrior Day and you know what you squatted down to, then that's what you're going to use. And if you didn't attend Warrior Day or you were not here last week, then I can definitely kind of help you guys out figuring out um, what depth you should be squatting on, squatting to for that. All right, guys, that is it for the week. If you guys have questions, um, please reach out to either Andrew or I, and we can help you guys out. And we look forward to seeing you guys this week.